Good morning, everybody. You're listening to NPC, which stands for Not Politically Correct. <laughs> In the studio is Andrew Dodd and Lee Thompson. All right. Yeah. So, what do you think, Lee? Oh, my God. This has been the week it just keeps on giving. It, I think it's this been, topped last week. Dude, it's been hilarious. Yeah. There's been such funny things that have happened in the news this week. Yeah. We'll actually have a what was she smoking segment. Oh, you better believe we will. And it's a good one. So hold on tight for that. Hey, one piece of business I want to get out of the way before. Uh, Besides the, the, while we're in the news yeah, break no, talking about food. Well, here, well, yeah. Here's a here's a real one for you guys. So if you listen to our show, you like our show, and you're like, man, I'd like to be, you know, I'd like to, I'd like to put some commercials on their show. Here's a number you can call. 636-358-0992. That's 636-358-0992. You can call or text. We'll talk to you. We'll get you up there. Uh, you're not going to give them my number, huh? I don't know your number, Lee, off the top of my head. Here's Lee's number. <laughs> 314-409-0336. There you go. And you can, te- you can text us. You can yep. call us. Just whatever. call us with a check. We don't yeah. care what you call yeah, whatever. us. whatever. <laughs> I mean, it's fine. Give us a call. Let us talk to you. and We'll see if we can't get you a... Uh, Something fun if you like joining this this banter of political things that we do. A little bit of satire, a little bit of fun, a little bit of news. And, and even a little conspiracy theory. Oh, we always have a little bit of that. Okay, maybe a lot of bit of that. Yeah. Anyway, what do you got, Lee? Come on, give us give us the big one of the day, man. Uh, the best one had to be Barb testifying this week. <laughs> Two days on the hill. And the, the catch-all of all of them had to be... When the senators were grilling him on Wednesday, (laughs) and he made a comment, I believe there was illegal spying on the Trump campaign team. Oh, I bet bet that made them happy. And a Democratic senator stopped him, said, now you're going to have the news and an uproar and everything else about this, so I'm going to give you a chance to rephrase what you just said, because I'm sure you didn't mean to say what you said. Oh, I feel it coming. So Barr thought about it, came back. Okay, I believe there was illegal counterintelligence performed <laughs> on the Trump campaign team. Yeah, because that's better. That's, that's, oh, you know. Boy. So <laughs> there's, there's some issues behind this that not everyone knows about because the mainstream media is not really covering any of this. Now, I'm going to tell you about a couple of illegal things that exist, and we're going to talk about why this is such a big deal. So there's a thing called a FISA court. A FISA court is a code word classified court. You can't just go there and nobody really knows who the judges are. Okay, so you can go there for an intelligence warrant. Now the way you do that is I say that Jim Bob down the street, we believe he works at a computer and IT job and he is funneling his technology. Let's say say he works at Boeing. He's giving some of that information to Iran in some way, and we're not really sure. We can't go kick his door in because then we don't get to follow the information. It's one thing if you catch the guy, but you need to know where the information's going so you can essentially do backlash on it. Well, that's what the FISA court was created for. Now, don't get me wrong. I am 100% against FISA courts completely. And totally. The exception to that rule is on non-U.S. citizens, because guess what? Despite what people say, the Constitution doesn't apply to non-U.S. citizens. So you're welcome to have a FISA court so you can deal with that. But as far as U.S. citizens go, absolutely against it. You know, if a U.S. citizen gets caught up by accident in it, is one thing. Right. You know, I don't have a problem with that. That's like, that's like the ACLU <laughs> right now is suing 
yes. on behalf of the illegal aliens at the border. <clears throat> because it's, it, it is unjust and inhumane to leave them in Mexico. First thing, it's Americans Civil Liberties Union. They were there to protect us from the federal government doing harm to U.S. citizens. Right. Now they have become so ultra-left-wing, oh they're gosh. doing the communist work. Yeah, they've been doing ridiculous stuff from... For for years, and that's that's one. So with this counterintelligence or spying case, yeah, where were they when all right. this broke? They should have been there representing the Trump Foundation Absolutely. and everybody else, because this was an act of our government against a U.S. citizen. Yes, and it, and it was. So what they did is they, what we know, <laughs> there were wiretaps performed. We have no idea what other kind of counterintelligence went on. All on Trump prior to him becoming president. And after. And that's where I was going. After. Now, here's where this goes down a slippery slope. If you initiate a FISA warrant and continue an investigation on a sitting U.S. president, there's a problem. The problem goes something like this. You can only do it if you believe he... Believe. And I don't mean, hey, I think he's doing it. I mean, you need factual proof to show that someone is not working in the best interest of the United States and they're providing some kind of information to foreign powers. That's what it takes. But there's another little catch. You also need the sign-off from the director of the Central Intelligence Agency, the director of the, NI, or the NSA, and the director of the DNI in order to be able to spy on a U.S. president. Oh, but wait, there's more. You also need the Senate's Intelligence Committee to approve it. Now, I feel like they didn't have any of that. Or, <laughs> this was honestly a true coup to overthrow yes. a sitting president, which is an act of treason. Yes, it is. Which comes back to my favorite topic, how do you want to go? Iron well, Squad or it, Noose? It, it really <laughs> does. Now, our founders were really cool. Yeah. You know, just the way our law is written. So, if you try to overthrow a sitting president... While he's done nothing wrong, it's an act of treason. If you overthrow a sitting president when he's done wrong stuff, they're probably still going to try to charge you with treason, but in the literal of the law, you've not committed treason. That's right. That being said, this would be an act of treason. Yes. No question. The problem is, this act of treason goes all the way back to the previous administration. So can we now say we have two things that you could go after the former president for treason? On a minimum? I think it's going to get real close to him. I think I, I'm waiting. A good to, I'm, wait, I'm waiting to see who's willing to drop on the sword to save him. Uh, Brennan, uh, you know, let, let's go down. CIA cannot run any covert operations in the United States on U.S. citizens. That's what got Nixon in trouble. It is. And that's, had Nixon not used the CIA, yep. but used the FBI or even the NSA? Yep. He would have been safe. Yeah. And there's this weird gray area. Now, here's how the weird... Gray, I don't like gray area I don't in like Washington. The gray. I don't now, like gray in Washington. Now, here's how the gray area works with the CIA. Okay? Their purpose is to go and do crazy, wonderful stuff throughout the world. I don't really care what you do. It's fine. If it's not happening here, that's fine. But every now and then, they get involved in U.S. investigations. Now, you ready for the kicker? Here it goes. So, Lee, you're you're the CIA operative, right? Mm -hmm. I'm here. 
and I am about ready to send you to do work on U.S. soil. I'm going to give you a piece of paper that says you resigned from the CIA. The second you sign that paper, I give you another piece that says you now work for the Treasury Department. This is the gray area. When he's done with his assignment, I'll give him two pieces of paper that go the opposite direction. He'll resign from Treasury. Now he's back working for the Central Intelligence. That's too gray That's for me. That's a little too gray for me. Yeah. Sorry. Now, don't get me wrong. I certainly wouldn't put the FBI in charge of any kind of yeah. intelligence gathering whatsoever. We've heard them testify. Whoa. Well, I'm not so sure you won't see Comey up on charges. Oh, I bet you do. Uh, you know, and here's where I want to go with this since we're talking about people coming up on charges. I don't believe the U.S. citizens are going to believe this country is our country until we see people in Washington, D.C. being prosecuted to the full extent of the law and everything going down like it should. I mean, this includes if it gets to Hillary and it gets to Barack Obama, they need to be charged, right. drug in, and put in court. And, and you know what? Then it's no longer a two-tier system. No, it's not. And what a lot of people, because there's a lot of the talking heads that have talked about, well, it doesn't matter even if Obama signed off on it, a sitting U.S. president can't be charged. He can't be charged with treason. Yeah, and conspiring to throw an election against another president against a running president is an act of treason. I guarantee you, for that time period, from the time that Trump won, while Obama was the lame duck president, there was he was still getting briefs on what President Trump was doing, or President Elect Trump. That, my friends, would fall into the category of a treasonous action. No question about it. Well, getting the briefings wouldn't, but if he shared oh, yes, that information, I'm yes, which we know he did. Oh, we know he did. You know, that's that's what I'm saying. You know, until until the American people see some people go to jail or get strung up or shot. Yeah, I mean, I personally think it would be funny if Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama, who's somebody else that should be Clapper. Oh, and Clapper all find themselves convicted of federal treason charges. Yeah. That would be, that would put the faith back in the Amer. That would give faith to the American people. Well, to go, you know what? If yeah, they, if they want to plea out and not take it, that'd be fine. But it'll be life in federal prison. Yeah, and see, you know me, man. I'm, I'm like, I can't justify paying for life in federal prison. So I feel like maybe we should ship you to Somalia. And I have a question: If you're convicted of treason, isn't there only one appeal? I think. I believe there is only one. Yeah, I don't even know if there's that. Yeah, that. So the but charge. I think there's just one appeal. So it'd yeah. be short-lived. I mean, the, the treason charge is one that hasn't been used a whole lot of times oh, in our country. Good God. It was German spies. How far back does that go? That was the last ones. Yeah. And they chose to be hung. They did. It was a husband and wife. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. You're the school teacher. Help me here. It's, it's I'm, true. I'm, I'm having a block They here. were. I can't think of their names. Yeah. They were German spies. They chose to be hung instead of talk. Now, here's what I will say. Those German spies had more dignity and respect than this whole group of people we're, because they didn't try to argue it. They didn't do anything. They were just like, hang us. Yeah. And that was it. Of course, we obliged them. But if you talk about a, a real thing... Those two people had more character than these. This group you're dealing with. Yeah. I mean, let's let's be honest. Where, about where, it. Where's I, the character here? Anyhow, right. I'm not saying hey, yay German spies, but I can say those two people who said, "Well, just hang us," had character. That's a real thing. You're not seeing that in the Obama investigations and the Hillary Clinton. I mean, Hillary Clinton. Hell, if you try to testify against her, you'll kill yourself. 
Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, Amazingly, yeah. I mean, thirty-five or thirty-seven people just randomly killed themselves. Was yeah. mm, no, no. This is people talk about the deep state. This is the deep state, and anybody who, as much as I never thought we would find ourselves in this, what's going on in D.C. is like reading a Tom Clancy novel. There's some twisted stuff that goes on that you can't even believe happened. I, I don't know. Tom Clancy could have even envisioned this. I don't think so, because normally he doesn't involve all the way to the White House, except for uh, there was one, but that's it. No. And, and wasn't that just an aide to the president? Uh, that was the uh, operation, and there was an operation that was going on in Colombia, and yeah. the president lied before Congress yeah. about actually carrying out the operation. Yeah. But that's it. That's yeah. And realistically, that's not even as bad as what's going on with this. Yeah, yeah you lied to Congress. You're probably not going to lose your presidency for that. You can classify it under the Clandestine Actions Act and everything else. You probably weasel out of that one. The kind of stuff that these people are doing is just wrong. I mean, you're trying to sabotage a guy who ran for president in a legal manner, beat out everyone else, and won, but he's not the guy you wanted. He's not Hillary Clinton. So, man, we need to trash this guy. We need to dig up Stormy Daniels. We need to dig up every... Stop. Here's a twist for you. Oh, give me a twist, man. And I want everybody to think about this. Everybody, when we voted for Donald Trump, everybody said, I'm going to hold my nose because he's better than the option. He's gone through almost two full years of an investigation <laughs> that nobody could get. I couldn't even get through an investigation like he no, did. No, And he got through that investigation. He's the cleanest person we've put in Washington in how many Seriously. years? Seriously. I mean, they. let's be honest. I mean, think about it. If this. they would have found an unpaid parking ticket, they would have been like, oh, my gosh, he didn't pay. No. Well, well he did forget to rewind that tape for Blockbuster that well, time. Oh, you know, that was a big deal. Yeah. I mean, good grief. But that's that's what, what this group is dealing with, and that's what this president has had to deal with, is a group that was continually out to stop him. And, and the courts have been participating. Oh, they they're, have. They're blocking him on every move he's made. I mean, what what's a court in Hawaii got to do with the border? What's a court, you know, in right, you know, let, you know, let, let's just skip all these courts and let's just take everything to the D.C. court. Let's get out of the Ninth Circuit and let's get out of right some of these lunatic courts. And uh, and it's funny you say that because that's one of the things that that I that I, I very much have a, a big issue with. You have random federal courts that believe that they can block D.C. Now. On most things, because this is where the real, the way the country works comes in, they can. Not on immigration. No. They have no power over immigration whatsoever. Immigration is left to the Congress and the office of the president. Period. That's it. And the president has a lot of discretion that he can implement oh, at any time. Any time for a any reason. And they're reason. not allowing him to do his job with these implementations he's been no, wanting No, and the next person that posts, if we close the border, we're not going to have avocados. Um, get I'm, over it. Get over it. But, you know, there's this crazy communist state called California. Hey, do you know what they grow there, Lee? Avocados. They do. Yeah, but it's huh. not seasoned yet. Oh, well, too bad. You'll have to do without your It's avocados. going to be another month or two. You know what? I love guac as much as the next guy. Build a wall. Block the border. Deploy the troops. It's fine. Yeah. Now, I sent you an article earlier. Oh, oh my God. About gosh. the cost of what illegal... Everybody strap into your... I'll tell you what. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about something else for about the next minute until we go to break. No, and then... I, got, I got something real quick. I I'll do about. it. Come on. We have spent over... 
$71 billion on illegal immigrants year to date. Did you say that's billion? Billion. That's $54 million per day. Oh, my God. Build gosh. the wall, people. Get on board. Let's oh. get this wall built. Even the most difficult project you could come up with. The Panama plus Canal. People are, plus, people are going to get jobs. They are. I mean, imagine how many people Let's you're going to put the illegals on the other side to help build it. I have no issue with that. You know I have no issue with put that. Put them on the other side of the fence. Let's build the thing. Look, here's the deal. If you're in the country illegally, here's here's you're the, illegal. Ready? Here's the break I'm going to give you. Let's say you came illegally and you now own a construction company. You want to work on that border wall for free? We'll fast track your papers to become a citizen. That's all right. Yeah. Or at least we'll get you um, what is it? Green card, non-resident alien green card. Yeah, that's fine. No problem. Show us that you're here to protect the country, and we will help you. G- George W. Bush passed a law when he was president. Now he has his ups and downs, in my opinion. Okay. Yeah. There were some things I'm like, no, but there were some other things when it mattered that I was like, yeah, that's exactly how you deal with that. But he had a pretty cool deal. He's like, hey, if you're in the country illegally, you go join the army, go fight in Iraq, Afghanistan, wherever, or don't. Stay in for a full term. We'll grant you citizenship. I have no issue with that because you know what history teaches (laughs) us? Rome did that. Yeah. You want to fight for the legion? You're a conquered, let's say you're one of the con- the places we just conquered. You're an 18-year-old guy who's like, man, I'm never going to be able to do anything. Join the Legion. Congratulations, you're a Roman citizen now. You did what you were supposed to do. You, pro- you were willing to die for the country that you're in. Congratulations. I have no issue awarding you citizenship at a heartbeat. Yeah. Do it. All right, give us that outro, and then we will get pay some bills, and then we'll come back. Okay, hey, this is NPC on 1280 AM, KYRO. And welcome back on this beautiful Saturday morning. This is NPC. If you're not sure what that is, strap yourself in and hold on tight, because we are going to talk about all kinds of things. I am Andrew Dodd. This is Lee, and let the party continue. Okay, we ended up with talking about what the illegal immigration cost. <laughs> yes, we did. Per day. Yeah. How much was that again per day? $54 million. $54 million. Um, A day. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it's cheaper to fight a real war than it is, isn't it? Uh, or at least close. <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's got to be close, man. What is it costing us to fight the war we're in right now? We're in a civil war between Seriously. the citizens and Washington, D.C., and we have entered. We certainly have entered that. And one of the things that we know, and the reason we know we've entered that, is because look who we, as the American people, elected. An outsider. When outsiders get elected, that's always a good sign. We made the quote last week. And we talked about it last week. But when a country's laws become many and their prisons become full, that's just about the end of a country. This was the American people standing up and going, no, we're going to vote for this guy because he's not in everyone's pocket and he can't be bought. On a, on a side note, the people of Tennessee, my home state, elected Michelle Blackburn. You've heard of her, right? Yep. They elected Michelle Blackburn to the U.S. Senate. She is a Republican. And like Trump, she can't be bought. She owns the company Comcast. If you're not sure what that is, you can't buy her. She's in the same boat as Trump. doesn't matter. I mean, think about it. You offer a billionaire a million dollars, and they're like, um, yeah, yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> I leave that for a tip for the janitor, you know. Right. That's like, hey, Dodd, go steal that car. I'll give you 20 bucks. Uh, 
no, thanks, whatever. But this is what we're seeing nationwide, is we're seeing outsiders enter into different parts. And it's not just at the federal level. You are seeing some state senators and state representatives who are outsiders that are coming in. I have a a good friend of mine. His name's Clay Doggett. He's the uh, representative from the 70th District of Tennessee. Cool guy. I went to college with him. Him and I knew each other pretty well in college. He became a county deputy. (laughs) We did some stuff. We had a good time. You know, he but was he an is, avid bass fisherman, too? I did. Yes, I fished with him. Have you really? Tournament. Yes, I have. Isn't Clay a cool guy? <laughs> yeah. The funny part about Clay is, it's been nearly 20 years and since I Clay and I stick a dynamite and said, are you going to fish or what? <laughs> <laughs> it's been nearly 20 years since, a joke, folks. since Clay and I were in college together, but he was a fiery guy when I knew him when we were in college. I follow him on Facebook. You should see the good stuff he's doing in his state. And it's not this crazy socialist stuff. It's good things to actually help the people of his state, which is the whole reason why he was elected, certainly. (coughs) But we're seeing this nationwide from lots of different states. That tells us that things have gone too far to the Socialist Party, too far to the left. That's that's where we're at now. And that's that's good. Because this is the swing back. Yeah. The swing back is always good. You know, the pendulum will always swing, and the left went way too far. It swung too far left, and it's going to be a hard swing right. Oh, it's you know, yeah. it's going to set the left backwards fifty years. It will. I hope. With uh, I, I honestly believe <coughs> it will. I mean, we've got some elections coming up before too long, but but I'm confident that the American people have a brain. I hope, at least a good good portion of them. Yeah. Big time. So uh, what else have we seen in this, in this okay. federal world here? Well, I was going to talk about that Denver Post article I sent you by Tina Grego. Oh, my God. By Tina talk about Grego. It. <laughs> so she is a freelance reporter for the Denver Post. She did an article, What If All the Illegal Aliens Left the United States? Yep. And this is really good. Not a, you know, and what if they left? Not Democratic, not Republican, not liberal or conservative, just the facts from a reporter. Yes. That, there's no slant to this. And she, the, the assumption is 20 million illegal aliens vacated America. Okay. 20 million go away. In California, if 3.5 million illegal aliens moved back to Mexico, it would leave an extra $10.2 billion to spend on overloaded school systems, bankrupt hospitals, overrun prisons a year. <laughs> and we're talking about one of the brokest states in the Union. Yeah. In Denver. 12,000 gang members would vanish. It would save Colorado $20 million in prison costs and te- uh, uh, alone and uh, 7,300 aliens out of jail sent back, illegals. That sounds fine. Yeah. Why are we housing them? Send them back. Denver's public school would not suffer a 67% dropout rate, flunkout rate, because thousands of aliens that can't speak English. Why are they in school to begin with? Why are we paying for that? Why? Because ACL and everybody is sued has said we have to educate them once they're here. That d- no, no, no. You know, once again, ACL should not. If you're not a U.S. citizen, period, ACL shouldn't be representing you against this country. Um, they get their money from the government, right? So let's defund the ACLU. That'll solve a problem. Uh, that would solve a huge yeah. problem. 
if 20 million illegal aliens would return home. Now, I'm, I'm just taking excerpts out of this because yeah, this, was, this was a pretty good read. It was a, it's and a people big read. should people should go out and look at it. Go out and find my Facebook page, if nothing else. It's on there. Yeah, and I believe we have the... Uh I think we've got the Facebook page up and running, so I'll yeah. be sure to post it out. Yeah, we need to page. get it on the KYR. We'll get it on the KYRO Facebook page. Yes. Go read this, folks. It's a great read. If 20 million illegals returned home, the U.S. economy would return to the rule of law. Employers would hire legal American citizens at a living wage. Repeat, a living wage, yes. which is what everybody's saying we need. It's all they say. Everyone would pay their fair share of taxes. They wouldn't be working off the books. The, this that would result in additional 401 billion in the IRS income taxes collected annually, and equal amounts for local, state, and city coffers. Wow! And we're going to come back and discuss this whole tax thing here oh, in a little bit. Oh yeah! And no more confusion on American schools. It'd be a, the language would be English. Well, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Well, right now you got schools that are teaching. 30 and 40 languages because they're mandated to. Right. And that's kind of outside the scope yeah. of what these schools were designed to do. Or maybe it isn't. It's all how you look at it. Oh, here's one. We would have more than 2 million illegal kids out of school at, with a cost in billions in ESL and free breakfasts and lunches. Good crazy. Think of this. We would lose a half a million illegal criminal alien inmates at a cost of $1.6 billion annually. <laughs> wow. You know. That's that's a lot of money we're talking about. The cities like L.A., 20 million members of the 18th Street gang would vanish. Well, there'd go L.A.'s crime problems. Uh, America's economy is drained. Taxpayers are harmed. Employers get rich. Over $80 billion annually wouldn't return to the aliens' home countries. Eighty billion a year. Why aren't we taxing that money? It's being wired back to these countries. You know that is a, a valid question. I've wondered for a long time. Why don't we tax wire transfers when they go out of this country? When they leave the country, yes. Huh. You know, we're in a twenty trillion dollar debt, and basically, by the time you get this whole thing, you're going to realize if we just got rid of all the illegals, our debt would re would resolve itself in ten years. And that's a reasonable amount of time to resolve, I mean, <laughs> any real debt. Ten years is reasonable. We're talking trillions in ten years. If we made the federal government apply to their own laws, <laughs> make the federal government, you know, the federal government does not create jobs. No. It's, it's a leech on society. Yes, it is. All these people who have civil service jobs are leeches on society, as, as much as I hate to use that word, because the federal government doesn't make money. They confiscate money. Yes, they do. They're taking money from us. So if the government was half-sized and everybody had to go get real jobs and we got rid of all the illegals, our GDP would probably be up around 10 to 12 percent. Can you imagine? We'd have, we'd have an inflation rate of about 5 percent. Which is doable when it's half your GDP. Yes, it is. Because wages will grow accordingly. Right. We. I like that word, doable. I, I really do like that. It's pretty good. Yeah. We're in a really strange place right now because here's, here's what's happening. Overall income of the federal government decreases. Spending increases. Then you have these groups like the, uh, what was that called? The $15 an hour now group. Yeah. 
who bump who in some crazy socialist cities have passed the fifteen dollar an hour minimum wage. Seattle. So then you have cost of goods going through the ceiling, but then you have skilled labor who's now making minimum wage. Now, I'm not talking super skilled labor, but let's be honest. If minimum wage goes up and you've had your job for 10 years and you're making $25 an hour and minimum wage was 8 and now it's 15 you technically just took a pay cut. Yeah. Because the price of service, price of goods sold is going to increase. That's how that works. Well, they're complaining because in New York they were complaining because they were losing their jobs. Well, you elected... You, you voted to raise your pay to fifteen dollars an hour. What do you think was going to happen? Right. I I read an article today about Walmart. In some of these states where they've done the fifteen dollar an hour thing, they're closing. Walmart is automating everything. There is no checker. It's all self checkout. Well, why do you think that's happened? We looked. You know, there's some McDonald's and different places like that in California. That are put in the kiosks. Yeah. that are. Almost, we got them in Troy. We do. We have them in Troy. These are even more automated than Troy. Now, here's what I'm going to say. You know, though, you order it yourself on a kiosk. It comes out right. I did notice that. I don't know how I feel about it, but. But it comes out right. It does. Here's, <laughs> here's, here's the thing. These companies, and there's been a couple, McDonald's, Pizza Hut, there's been quite a few invested a lot of money into creating this automated system. Now, I'm going to be the evil business owner here because, you know, business owners are bad, according to the left. AOC. Yeah. I owned a profitable business for about seven years. So I'm going to give you the, the take from the business owner. If I have 80 employees and I have to now pay them all $15 an hour, plus benefits, plus everything else, or I can spend, let's just say, a million dollars and automate my company. I'm going to spend that million, and then I'm going to fire 70% of my employees. I'm going to fire whatever it takes yeah. to cover that million. Whatever it takes, they're gone. So congratulations. You guys all mandated that I had to pay you $15 an hour, which is terrible because, you know, I had employees. I was paying $15 an hour. You didn't mandate me to ha- I had to keep you nope, once you did that. you sure didn't. So congratulations. I did have 100 employees. Now I have 15. And a lot less headaches from the IRS. Yes, I do. Because you know what? My machine works no matter what. Sundays, holidays, 24 no hours ocean, a day. No OSHA, no nothing. No, no nothing. As you know, It's funny you say that because as we, we talk about these different aspects, you know, we you and I have talked before about what the actual purpose of government is. Right. What the purpose of government is not is to make it difficult for people to start a business. We are a country where people like to start businesses. It's just what we do. We well, we did. It, well, but, we did. Yeah. We don't anymore. Well, let, let me tell you the, mm. the hoops I jumped through just starting a barbecue rub and sauce business. It's... Oh. Did, would you say over, over government regulation? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so that's, yeah. that's, it, it was bad enough I did not want to open my own kitchen. Oh, I don't blame you. I don't blame you at all. When I... So I was doing... You know, I had a, a gun shop and coffee shop for a while. Unfortunately, all I did was coffee, and coffee is a gray area. It's yeah, it Take it for what it is. But I started selling my coffee at a farmer's market, so I had to get a license from the health department. I didn't have a certified kitchen because I was still just making coffee, but you still had to jump through a lot of hoops. Now, let's say you have a manufacturing business. There is a, a chemical company which is going in out in Lincoln County where we're at. 
Now, I have done hazardous materials for years. The audience doesn't know, or maybe they do. I'm a firefighter, paramedic, fire captain. I've done this stuff for a really long time. All these people are freaking out because this guy is opening a chemical factory. Now, we're not talking like the one that blew up in Texas. We're talking about a guy that makes some fertilizer. That can blow a pretty big hole. It, it can blow a pretty big hole. But take a look at the book that poor guy has to follow. Oh. Because the EPA and OSHA and everybody else will pound him on the daily. It is unbelievable. And now you got me going again. I know. It's what you, I do. You, you knew it was coming. Come on, Lee. The EPA. Where do they get the authority to write laws, find people, everything else? They just go out and they they just say, I don't like how he's doing this, so we're gonna we're gonna make a regulation right now on right. the spot and find him. Because he's in violation of this regulation, even though he's been doing it for twenty years. And here's where I'm gonna say it. Did that law go through Congress? No. No, it did not. Which means According to the terms of our Constitution, you have no power here. We're supposed to have state EPAs. If you if state yep. thinks you need environmental protection, we should have state. The federal EPA was invented. Their whole purpose was to settle disputes between states when it came to waterways and stuff. Well, you mean kind of just like the FBI's purpose? That's that's oh. what the, that's oh. what their purpose was though, mm -hmm. when they were farmed. Yeah. Well, the FBI was farmed to get rid of the mob in Chicago. <laughs> let's let's get it straight. Now no, it looks like true. the mob owns them. Uh, oh, oh! Did I say that? You I, did. I got to get my filter fixed. Oh man, go to AutoZone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the EPA was originally formed to settle disputes between states. Mm -hmm. OSHA was to settle disputes between employees and employers. Right. Not to come in and say, we're going to write laws so stupid you can't even open up a business. Exactly. They don't have, you know, where do they get the authority to write law? They don't. Well, and that's. But they've been allowed to do it so long, that's why we have a deep state. Right. These people have been allowed to do all this stuff. Look at any regulatory agency. They have no power to create the laws they create. And they set their own fines. Right. A few years ago, the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms banned the importation of a, a uh, Russian military bullet. All right? Now, this bullet shoots out of the AK-74, and there's also AR-15s that shoot it. It's the 5.45 by 39-millimeter round. It's a fine bullet. There's Down around wrong. a T-23? It, it is. Yeah. It's just much, much heavier. I, I just had to do a yeah. little math there real quick. <laughs> <laughs> well, they banned it because it has a lead, or it has a steel core, and they deemed it to be armor-piercing. The only problem is it's not armor piercing because of the outer shell but here's soft. here's the problem you have no power here you don't get to suddenly ban something that would need to go through congress you certainly have no power over import laws that's definitely congress the this is what happens when agencies become free reign agencies and they can do whatever they want they're like free range children they're going to do bad stuff no matter what if you never check them. Most of these agencies, you probably just need to shut down because most of them are bad. Now, we are popping up on this break, and we're going to talk a little that more. Go, that goes back to what I said. Yeah. If we half the size of gover federal government <laughs> yep. and put everything back in state control, you may have some states that don't have guns. Yeah. But 
they're going to be in federal court being challenged because right. of the Second Amendment. Because they clearly violate the Constitution, so that's going to get overturned. Right. Whatever. But the whole thing is, you want to you want to go live in a gun-safe place? Go to Chicago. Oh, it's beautiful this time of year. Yeah. I, I hear just before summer is the lowest murder rate. Yeah. Oh, wait, no. Yeah, what no, is it, almost... about six a day? Yeah, yeah. something like that. Yeah. All right, this is NPC. We will be right back. <clears throat> and we're back for the third and final segment of NPC. Are we done already? Well, we're not I mean, done we're yet. Not done, but we haven't done what she's smoking. Oh, that's true. Yeah, we do so, have some. Yeah. Now, what? Before we went to the break, we were talking about how overregulation really does affect different aspects of the economy, as far as employers and as far as people, inventors and entrepreneurs and everything else, and that's that's part of what how we have got ourselves into this huge problem. Well, we also now. talked about the court systems oh, and yeah. the, all the frivolous lawsuits. Right. We have frivolous lawsuits. We have overregulation, and overregulation always leads to overtaxation. And it just takes you down this social and economic. I don't even call it illegal taxation. I call it illegal confiscation of funds. Well, it is. Because some of this isn't even a tax. It's fines. Right. You know, when Obama start, Obamacare started out as being a penalty. Oh, my God. And it turned into a tax so they could keep the thing alive. Yeah, that was ridiculous. So, to give you examples, mm. you know, and they're saying so many people haven't, I heard. Yes, yes. Now, you got to remember, we're a country of what? How many million? About 300 million. Right. I heard if Obamacare totally went away. Yes. It would be only roughly 5 million people affected by it. Well, that's not very many at all. So we're all paying higher insurance for $5 million. Why didn't they just start the special pool in the first place? Right. And what what is this allowing kids to stay on your insurance until they're 26? You know, I do have some... I have problems with that. I, here's... I know you're a little more socially... No, oh, no, I'm not. I'm oh. about ready to bring the hammer down on this. Okay. Here's the thing. I was 26. I didn't have insurance through my I parents. didn't either. All right. So last time I had insurance was 1999. However long ago that was, I was... Uh, that was a long time ago. Yeah, it was a long time ago. Anyway, you had hair then. Yeah, I was, I was uh, <laughs> like 20 yeah. or somewhere in there. Now, here's where I'm going to be real mean about it. I was born without a pancreas. I've taken insulin, insulin my entire life. Have you ever heard me whine because I don't have insurance? Nope. Now, we're just going to say it like it is. If you need insulin, you can find insulin. It's not that hard to do. You can go to Walmart, and now you can even buy some over the counter. I'm sick of hearing people whine because they're afraid. You know why people, for the most part, have all this crazy insurance and demand insurance? Because they have they are filled with nothing but fear. What if? Well, what if I hit a dump truck head-on on the way home because he swerves into my lane? It's a what if, but I'm not worried about what it. What if you blow a tire and you swerve into his lane? Exactly. It's a what if. Stop being so afraid. We're not a. We were not ever a country of people that were terrified. Think about it. Look at our world conflicts that we were involved in. We weren't scared. We're like, all right, let's get them. World War One. We <laughs> volunteered and we went over there. Yes. World War Two. Even before we entered, people into, were already going over there. Right. Because I mean, look at the look at the Air Corps. 
Yeah. You had all these pilots from the U.S. that were like, hey, they're asking for pilots. Can we go fly for the Brits? And our Department of – I guess it's still Department of Defense or whatever it was. No, it was Military Affairs. Yes. Not? Said, absolutely. Yeah, we don't go care. For, go for it. Yeah. You're on leave. Go. That's the sign of a nation that's not filled with fear. They knew they could die. A lot of them did. Yeah. But they weren't afraid. They just went and did. So as I hear this argument over, oh, we got to have insurance. we got to have $15 an hour. we got to have it. Exactly. And that's where I was going, oh, we have to have insurance. Oh, we have to have a living wage. Why don't you stand up and be counted? Do what you think you need to do. Man, there's a whole lot of phrases. None of them I can say on the radio. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. do what you got to do. How's that? Yeah. Just stop being afraid. When When Jackson took his troops down to Louisiana. You think he was afraid of losing? No. He didn't believe he'd lose. No. No, he hired some mercenaries along the way, and there's nothing wrong with that. But he wasn't afraid of losing. Not even a little bit. And they were French. They were. I mean, who better to fight the English than the French? Yeah. Let's do this. This is what this is what I've been That's saying. why we got so many Cajuns down there. I know. Man, what wonderful food. Oh, oh man. Don't even get me no, started. No, we're not going down that Yeah, uh, Anyway. They've inspired me on so many dishes. I, I, me too, man. It's oh, have you ever had? I got I got to go there. Go ahead. I hate to do it, but I got to do it. This is before a food truck. Do it. Crawfish macaroni and cheese. Yes, sir, I have. And it was one of the most delightful days you of know, my life. It's me... almost as good as lobster mac. It really is. And those are two things that most people go, "What?" Yeah. And we're like, "Oh, yeah, let us have it." Yeah. It's okay. it's this whole rundown over the years. Of ideas being put into your head. We talk about staying on your parents' insurance until you're 26. Well, that's because you're afraid. We talk about Illinois, who just passed a law that you now have to be 21 to buy a pack of cigarettes or any tobacco product. Now, hold on. At 17, I can sign up and become a Marine. There is no reason in this world that you need to be 26 and 21 before you can do anything. Stand up. Yeah. Do what you are supposed to do, which is become a functioning member of society. Now, let's go into the socialist side. We keep you on your insurance until you're 26 because you need help. We won't allow you to buy cigarettes because you can't make a choice for yourself. You know me. If you want to smoke a cigarette, smoke a cigarette. I don't care. You know. Whatever. Stop trying. Government was never designed to be your parent or your conscience. I have a big thing. You know, then we're going to have to go to Mad Max because we want to tackle St. Oh, we Louis. Do. We do. I have a big thing with the government coming in saying you got to be 21 to drink. You got to be so old to purchase cigarettes. Yep. You got to be so, you know. It goes back to what we talked about in the last show. There are laws if you get drunk. Guess yep. what? You know, cigarettes can harm your health. Guess what? Take away the lawsuits. You want to smoke? Go ahead and smoke. Go ahead. It's your choice. Guess what? Alcohol can cause birth defects. Okay, you want to drink? Go ahead. Go ahead. Be, be ready. But for yet they got laws that will take the kid away from you and they'll prosecute a mother if she drinks while she's pregnant. It's the craziest stuff but yet, I've ever seen. But, but they can take a nine-month-old kid and abort it. Exactly. Now, no, no, we can leave it right at that. Yeah. We don't Let's have to just leave it there. And we leave it right there. That's perfect. Well, that's totally fine. When we see things in socialist, true socialism, what we see is the government always becoming your parent. Increasing the age the of, nanny. Increasing of the age of when you're actually a manly. Yeah. Well, so is it 26? Are you kidding me? By the time I was 26, I was out of college working a job and starting a business. Shut up. I don't... No. 
there were there were plenty of guys, and I know you knew you've known some of them too. That were 16 years old and lied so they could go to Vietnam. Yep, a lot of them. Mm-hmm. And it's not like one or two guys that you might have met at a bar somewhere. No, there's a lot of people. Why? Because that was the last group of people who were not afraid. Now, don't get me wrong. Out of that generation, we also get the hippies. But these people. This is what we're saying. The socialists win when you've lost all of your rights. You are a U.S. citizen. You're a U.S. citizen from the day you're born. None of these laws may apply to you, and that's my official take. Not 18 to, not 18 to buy a smoke, not 21 to buy alcohol. You're a U.S. citizen. We can't have age discriminatory laws. We know that is a fact. Totally illegal. So stop making these. Yeah. All right, do it. Okay. I know you want to. we got to get to Mad Max. Oh, we got to get to Mad Max. She's insane. She's smoking something. I don't know what, but she's smoking something. Welcome to our segment, What Was She Smoking? She's on the finance committee. Oh, and and, and who is this we're talking about? Mad Maxine Waters. Oh, Maxine Waters. They They brought in the heads of all the major banks, and she got to questioning them. And she started asking them. I'm not going to name the banks. You know, just go look, Google it. Be creative. It's, yeah, it's it, the it, this one. is this is hilarious. You know, you, just pick one. Let's just put it that way. Just pick one. They they were all there. And she asked the first one, uh, "What are you all doing to help curb this problem with all these student loan defaults and the student loan issues?" And the president of the first bank goes, "Well, ma'am, we quit making student loans in 2006." Mm-hmm. Next banker got up. 2007, third banker, 2009, and then uh, the rest of the bankers were 2010. Oh, They all quit making loans in 2010 because Barack Obama and his people felt it was wrong for the industry to be making loans and took it over. And it's now all this student loan problem is all caused by the federal government. Did you know a student loan is the only loan you cannot wipe out in a bankruptcy or default on in any form? That I did. They are, the federal government got involved in the student loans to lock these kids into servitude. They're making slaves of them. Yes, they are. Let let private industry back in. Let them take care of it. They'll clean the mess up overnight. Yeah, because that's what private industry does. Private industry is in the game to use their money to make money. Federal government is it's in using our money to, to lose our money. money to yes, absolutely. Here's here's the thing. Yeah, I had some student loans in college. So did I. Did you pay for yours? Because yep. I did. Huh? Crazy concept. You didn't do like feminist studies, did you? No. Okay. Hey, you know what? Neither did I. And oh my gosh, I was able to do things after that. This can blow your mind. Yeah. Functional major, finance. I could picture that. And believe it or not, you have to take a lot of poli-sci with that. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I, I think I had somewhere around 24 <laughs> hours of accounting. Oh, that's funny. That that kind of makes my day. Thanks for that, Lee. Now <laughs> I now, now I got something to, to think about the rest of the day. <laughs> this is this is the problem when you privatize or when you public or Never mind. When you make things government funded, they just get jacked up. That's, Look, I took out a student loan through a bank. That's actually pu- publicized. Yes. Mm-hmm. I took out a student loan through a bank. Yep. The bank said, hey, look, gonna we're going to loan you $20,000. At that time, it was probably about 3% interest. It was. It was 3% interest. You can't even get that now. No. Here's $20,000 at 3% interest. 
you have to start paying us back six months after you graduate from college, which I thought was nice. You got six months to go find a job. And then after that, you're going to pay us an okay, it's not even that much money per month. Yeah. I think mine was like $97. You're going to pay us $97 a month for the next however many 20 years. 20 years. 10, 10 years, years, 20 years. Actually, most, most of those were 10-year notes. Most of them were 10-year notes. And then it's paid off. Well, the federal government doesn't work like that because they're not in the business to make money. They're in the business to lose your money that they stole from you. No, they were out there to enrich their friends. They were out there to make the government bigger. They were. All this, uh, once again, why do we have a Department of Education? You know, that is the one thing I still cuss Reagan over. Agreed, because... We should not have a Department of the Education. National, the National Department of Education, that's a state's rights issue. Yes, Once it again, is. Certainly. It needs to go away. If we get rid of the Department of Education, how much money would we just save? A lot. On some of the most stupid programs you've ever heard of. Yeah. You couldn't even believe it. It, The mandates, the... Title IX. Oh, all of it. All of it. That is the state's individual right to educate as the state sees fit and according to the state's beliefs and doctrines. What the federal DOE has done is mandated that everyone across the country gets taught socialism. Now, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of teachers that aren't going to be teaching that, rural areas, stuff like yeah. that. But you talk about cities and these giant schools. And then we wonder why everybody's wanting to become communists. Right. Because they've never actually learned what communism is, what communism does. Look, I'll agree with you. On paper, yeah, communism works. Yeah, you know the difference between socialism and communism? What's that, sir? A gun. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how those two get real close together yep. all the time. On paper, yeah, they work. But they can never actually work because they don't work in real life. No, that's not real. The United States, when the colonists first came over, tried socialism. Literally failed. Yeah. They starved to death. The first group did. Yeah. Second group damn near did, but the Indians saved them. Why? Because the Indians weren't socialists. What a concept. Yeah. It's it's a, a scary scary path what else we got that we can we really... got we got to get to st louis oh we got to go to st louis all right everybody strap in we're going to st louis where we're going to find yeah. the prosecuting attorney miss garner the one who's responsible for kicking my boy eric Greitens out all right go ahead no <laughs> <laughs> yeah how do you expect to block a search warrant on you well that doesn't even make sense like if you if you're if you want to try blocking a search warrant on someone else and that's in your purview of power that makes sense. But when somebody th- gets th- a search warrant against you, there's no way you could there's nowhere where that would be legal or the ethics commission wouldn't fine you unbelievably for even thinking about an idea like that. And what happened to her? Well, I'm pretty sure she got overruled by the Missouri Supreme Court who was like, "No, <laughs> no, you're you're not doing that. Which means she now goes to the Ethics Commission. <laughs> Where she'll get a fine. Oh, that makes me so but, incredibly you know, happy. Hey, and let's throw Chicago in the mix. So. Oh. I, I, you, we, know, you know, we got we got a prosecuting attorney up there in Chicago oh. who is now throwing out the race card. Yes, he is. She is. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, yes she is. And, 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 you know, she said the chief of police that was bashing her was a racist. He's black. Isn't she also black? Yeah. Okay, that doesn't really make sense. Yeah, so... I mean, I can call you, Lee, any slang white term there is. It's not really racist. I'm just being a jerk. Yeah. Whatever. 
Who cares? Right. <laughs> that's that's not even a real thing, guys. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I just had to throw that one in there. No, but let's come back to St. Louis. Yeah, let's go back to St. Louis. Steve Stinger. Oh right. You know, I kind of like him. You know, you talk to him, you hear him talk. You kind of want to like him, but yeah. I'm believing he's almost a Chicago politician. He's just thinking of corruption now. I, from some of the articles I've been reading, yeah, this this starting to stink. This starting to stink pretty bad. Some of these land deals and stuff involved. All the more reason why would the city and the county want to merge? Oh my gosh! I see the city wanting to merge, but why would the county want to take them? Because their insurance rates are going to go up. Right. You know. You know what that reminds me of, and I know this is a terrible example. This is the broke guy. He's broke. He's always broke. His car is broke. Everything about him is broke. And he wants to marry the rich girl. It's not going to end well. Yeah. There's no way it ends well. It never does. They're two totally different worlds, and there's no way they can ever meet together. It's not a real thing. The St. Louis City, St. Louis County merger is a horrible idea. That doesn't benefit the county. I do have an idea, though. Oh, what's that? I really think... Instead of merging, the, bringing the city back into the county, yeah, merging them back in, I could see them merging their emergency services. I see that as probably a real thing. I could see that happening because that would benefit everybody on both sides. There is a lot of equipment and facilities in St. Louis. There is. And the one thing they're lacking is money, big time. There is, I have been to some of the most beautiful firehouses I've ever seen in St. Louis City. But they have no money. Yeah. There are great firefighters at St. Louis City Fire. No question about it. I got a lot of friends that work down there. They need money. And not like, oh, we need a raise. Like, hey, this truck doesn't work right. How do we fix it? Well, be able to give your services to surrounding areas outside of St. Louis City. And guess what? You're going to see some money influx to help you. Come on, people. This, you know. That's really what I see in a city-county merger is they need to start merging their street departments, merging their yes, the, and everything else because these smaller communities would benefit because they wouldn't have all the money going into the, what they're spending on a fire department. They could put in a pool and then have right. representation. I mean, look at things like Berkeley and Pine Lawn and Hollywood Hills and some of those areas. Look what they would gain. They They would. Now, next week, I want to talk a little bit about, you know, Chesterfield. Oh, yeah, this one. Yeah. Chesterfield wants to merge with St. Charles County. And there is a story going around, and we are going to have, this is not 100% in concrete. I have to find some valid sources that St. Charles City would like to merge with St. Louis County. And do a swap. I would be more than willing to do that swap. Oh. Have a good time. If, if they would do that, yeah, we'd be idiots not to take the Chesterfield I mean, Valley. That's technology, <laughs> everything else down there. Look at the money. It's everything you would want. And you can see why Chesterfield doesn't want to be part of St. Louis County. They're yeah. like, no, we, we 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 have nothing in common. We don't want to be part of you guys. Yeah. Uh, well, well, for that to happen, well, that's going to that's gonna probably require a vote because you're changing counties right. around. You're changing county districts and stuff. Oh, it requires. That's going to have to go up to Jeff City. Oh, yeah. That would be interesting to see that, though. I'll find some research this week and see what we can find. You know, and St. Charles would be stupid to go to St. Charles County. One, they got to jump the river. Exactly. The river's a natural boundary. Right. Just call it good. Leave it. All right. Well, that's it, Lee. Wow. uh, We're done? Yeah, this has been another fun Saturday. This flies by so fast. Well, it's because we actually have fun doing it. Now, some of the things... Maybe we'll have to expand this to two hours some year. 
I think we should. I, I really think <laughs> some year. I really, really think we should. Yeah, I don't know if I can, I can talk for two hours. I feel, never mind. I, I know feel I like you can. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I taught a class, so yeah, I think. Yeah, I can do you that. could talk for two hours. It'll be fine. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, we won't discuss the difference between school teachers and people who teach about food. Oh, <laughs> thanks, Lee. <laughs> All right, you've been listening to NPC. We appreciate all of you tuning in and listening to us. We'll have more big things to come. Find our uh, Facebook page, which is uh, KYRO, isn't it? We have the KYRO, but we also have the not politically, politically correct. correct yeah, I, I knew, what is it up? I knew it was supposed to be up. Yeah, so yeah, it's it's up and rocking. And <sighs> all we'll right, stories on there, so be sure yeah. to follow it. Yeah, we'll try to keep some of this interesting stuff we see during the week. We'll try to keep you up. So oh, yeah, we'll you'll kind of have a clue what's coming at you next week. You will have no idea. Thank you, everyone, for listening. This has been. NPC on 1280 KYRO. For Lee, I'm Andrew. Have a good day.